You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. I'm Cora D. I'm Allison. I'm we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X Files, but today, Allison. Yeah. It is about Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. Yeah, it is. We just watched it. We just watched it. it you know what? It was less mall. There was a little less mall. And, and I don't. A little more parking garage. A little. And there was no cop? No. But uh, what what's your favorite part of this movie, Allison? My favorite part of Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 is when the guy got impaled with the lawn dart. Oh, yeah. That was very, was very good. good. Uh huh. My favorite scene was when the alien rode the Segway around. Mm. It, was, it was very funny. I liked that, too. I thought that was a good part of Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. It made me laugh with my human mouth. <laughs> ha, 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 just ha, 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 if you hey guys, if you don't get the joke, we just watched the last episode of the X Files, uh-huh. but it was very similar to the humor seen in such great films as Paul Blart Mall Cop Two. Yeah, uh, in that it wants you to laugh really hard. It does, but it wants you to chuckle. It's like, hey, I'm here and I'm funny. Hey, look, I'm a real funny. I'm real funny. Are you laughing yet? I'm going to just bend over and a fart noise is going to come out because I'm funny. <laughs> and you're going to laugh. Darren Morgan did us dirty. Yeah. Y'all. It's a uh, woof, woof. I want to say something. Yeah? I like Glenn better. Uh, you know what? I do too. I like Glenn better. I was looking at the the lists of the episodes that these two brothers did. Uh-huh. Darren did such horrible ones as small potatoes he did some crimes he did some crimes against my eyes uh-huh uh but glenn morgan did like squeeze yeah glenn so, morgan's got some fresh he's been working on some fresh shit since season one and he did this uh-huh and we enjoyed we that loved this this one though this one one the forehead sweat one mm-hmm. was not our cup of tea no we like a different cup of tea yeah if this is your cup of tea if you did some gu- guffaws, yeah, we're that's not fine. we're not gonna yuck your yum. No, no, no. We're just going to really pull this one apart like so much stringy pulled pork in a barbecue. Oh no, I'm hungry now. <laughs> and and to kind of ask ourselves, why didn't we laugh? Yeah, I think that's kind of well, that's what we want to get to the bottom of because we know this episode was if intended to be humorous. Um, I guess. And we... Much like Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 intended to be humorous. But we didn't didn't laugh very much, and we are just going to try to figure out why that is. Are we dead inside, Allison? I mean, it's extremely likely. (laughs) But I laughed at other X-Files before. Yeah. And I didn't laugh so much at this one. Well, here is what we're going to do. We're going to take it up from top to bottom, you know, head to... Head to toe. Tip to toe. Tip to toe. We're going to strip it down and we're going to start with the episode description. Okay, let's do it. This was season 11, episode 4, The Lost Art of Forehead Sweat. While exploring the idea of the Mandela effect, in which groups of people remember an alternate history, Mulder and Scully discover how the X-Files may have originated. I feel like the Mandela effect was one of those things that sounded fresh maybe three years ago when yeah. you started writing the X-Files. Totally. <laughs> and now it's, eh, 
meh. It's not, there's not, not a lot of mystery to it. And the other thing that I want everyone to keep in mind about this episode that colored it for me uh, was that Darren Morgan had said that this episode was his way to work out his feelings about Trump getting elected. Mm. 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 Which is like, hey, cool that you get to do that in a 45-minute comedy <laughs> bit on our television, but... It's cool that you get paid to do that. Yeah, it's kind of cool that you get to work out your feelings that way. As a, um, as a white man. And not by, like, getting deported <laughs> or... You know, feeling unsafe in your home and job. <laughs> or not being able to visit your family. You yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Like, cool for you, Or being my harassed by, you know, authority. Yeah, or just, like, not having access to the medical care you need. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Well, I'm glad. Hey, I'm glad Darren Morgan feels better. Yeah, glad that you could work it out, bud. Like, I'm so happy for you. Must be nice. <laughs> you think Thanksgiving at the Morgan house is a little awkward? Oh, because Glenn knows that he's better than Darren? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but Darren's, like, been the big cheese for so long, and now Glenn's suddenly like, I know my episode was better. Hey, Allison, I'm worried I'm the Darren Morgan of the family. <laughs> oh, the X-Files family? The double X-Files yeah. family? Yeah. Well, because I'm the, like, and my own personal family. Oh, okay. Because I'm always the goofy one. Mm-hmm. Like, the one that the parents and family don't maybe take seriously. Okay. Like my sister's has a my sister has a fucking like master's degree. <laughs> She's super smart. Yeah. And I'm just the goofy one. You might be a Darren Morgan <laughs> or a redneck. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Both? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. So we start in uh back in the uh did you recognize this location? It's the Elvatine Cafe. It's the Elvatine Cafe. It's a an East Van classic and also the place where Mulder ate his fucking weight and sweet potato pie. Yum. And we see the titular forehead sweat. Yeah. This opening was a little goofy. It was quite goofy, yes. It is in reference to a Twilight Zone episode, uh-huh. maybe, uh that Mulder thinks that he saw in the future, it's a man who says that he saw an alien, and but the alien is him, mm-hmm. and, but also everyone else. And then the guy working in the diner is the devil, <laughs> I guess. He's Satan? Or an alien. I don't know. I thought he was out. Satan. Was he Satan? I think he was supposed to be Satan. It's a little far-fetched. Well, yeah. And then, uh, and, and Darren Morgan's there in the corner, and he's just saying, oh, yes, what a clever little boy I am. <laughs> <laughs> Allison, is, is the Twilight Zone, like old-fashioned black mirror yeah it's super was it yeah instead of having fears about how our smartphones take over our lives it's like there's a gremlin on the plane and you're going down yeah absolutely what if you didn't have any glasses oh there was time now i remember watching one where it was people stuck in costumes in a box okay and then they were freaking out of like how the fuck do we get out of this box but it turns out they were toys the entire time. So it's like old-fashioned The Cube. It's, it's old-fashioned Toy Story. Can you imagine if that was how The Cube ended? They were toys? They were toys? Uh, little little known fact, Allison, if you play The Cube and Toy Story back-to-back, it fits That's seamlessly. exactly what it is. <laughs> I'm going to try that at yeah, my next party. <laughs> I throw legendary parties. <laughs> Sit down, guys. Wait for it. It's going to be good. Uh... Allison. Yeah. We have Mulder. Mm-hmm. He was on the PUBG island. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And he got that special drop box uh-huh. that came off the plane. He got himself a Tommy gun, but also a ghillie suit. Yeah, he sure did get a ghillie suit. And he shot all the people on the island. <laughs> and he got a chicken dinner. Uh-huh. And then he came back and talked to Scully. Yeah, on the phone. On the phone. He was squatching. Yep. 
He was now, he was out squatching. I have a problem with this. Yeah, what's up? They live in Virginia, correct? Yeah. You're gonna have to go way far out. Like squatching is not a day trip in Virginia. No, 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 no. It's not. No, they're gonna have to I, way out. Yeah. You, that's a weekend. You gotta trip. go camping at least. Yeah, that's not a day trip. Where are you gonna go squatching in Virginia? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's squatches, squanches, squanch, squanchos. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that bugged me. Yeah, no, now that you mention it, it doesn't make any... You know what else doesn't make any sense to me? The episode. Where are they? Where is this location that he's in? The, his old apartment? Was it his old apartment? I don't think it is. Is it his house? I don't know, because here's the thing. Here's what I don't understand. It's not his office. Yeah. It looks like his house, because when Scully's there, that's the same couch. Yeah. But why are they always in a parking garage directly before or after being in this location? Oh, that's a good question. What is the relationship of this space to the parking garage? Maybe I don't understand. Cross the street. Three? Yeah, that's It weird. doesn't really make any sense. It's almost as like this is his apartment and that was his parking garage. But it's not his apartment. No, no. And like, does he put the X in the window of his house? Because he put the X was there that he the used X to do. There. But does he put the X in the window of his house and that signals him to go into the parking garage? Like that's not related <laughs> anywhere near his house? I don't... He's- He's telling everyone, I'm going to the parking garage now. Bye. Yeah. And like the other thing is, I don't understand because it's like, hey, when he does go to the parking garage, he's like, you saw my secret signal or like you, you, you did the secret signal. But it's like, you put the X in the window, man. Doesn't, re- doesn't rely on anything from anybody else. You're the one that puts the X there. Maybe. I think it was his apartment. But then he also has a house I with Scully. I don't think it was his apartment, though. Because no? it was the same space as the house. Maybe he just direct. He just uh, designed it exactly like the other house. It just doesn't make any sense Nothing to me. makes any sense. Especially this X window thing. Mm-hmm. Like, because he says that someone else put the X in there? Yeah. So someone snuck into his house and put the X there. Yeah, someone put the X there. Okay, okay, okay. He, we meet. We meet. We meet? David Cross. Can we call him Brian Husky? I yeah, like Brian okay. Husky and that's his name. <laughs> He's a good actor. When I first saw this man, mm-hmm. I thought it was David Cross because he is a very David Cross-like yeah, character. he's a David Cross type. But tell me about Brian Husky. Uh, Brian Husky's a funny guy. He's a good comedian. He's in a lot of things I recognize, Yeah, I think. he is in a lot of things. He was in a bunch of Disney stuff? Was he? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Probably. He's funny. Yeah, Brian Husky was funny. very good. He was a light spot in this very yeah, he was quite amusing. Paul Blart Mall Cop 2-esque situation. Yeah. And he says that he has been a part of the X-Files from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But that Mulder has had his memory erased. Yeah, and that that's why Mulder doesn't know who the fuck he is. And he says this is the the something something effect. He says it's yeah, Mulder says it's the Mandela effect, and this guy says it's the Mengele effect. That's really stupid. Woof, woof, was woof. that supposed to be funny? I was. I think it was supposed. To, well, I don't know if that in and of itself was supposed to be funny, but I think the the twenty minutes they spent talking about it was supposed to be humorous. Which I honestly, the amount of just talking about random shit in this episode, I could have done with it in a parking garage. That w- it was not like actually jokes. It wasn't jokes. It wasn't jokes. It wasn't funny jokes. It was just talking. Yeah. So he proves, he tries to prove this to Mulder. Oh, what's his name? Reggie. Reggie something. Reggie something. Mm -hmm. Reggie Fisame? I hope so. (laughs) I would like this episode so much better if Reggie Fisame was in it. You mean Uncle Nintendo? Yeah. Reggie Fisame, big man. popping up like, I got some Nintendo for you. Do you want some pizza? What's your pleasure? (laughs) Reggie Reggie Fisame says 
This is the Men- Men- Mendeley- Mendeley- The Mandalay Bay effect. Mandalay Bay effect. And I can prove it. The episode of the, the Twilight Zone that you know and love, it never existed. It never happened. And so Mulder goes uh, into his apartment yes. house. He goes into his know. cool white guy stuff. And he tries to find his tapes. And he tries to my find tapes. it. Is there, now here's my question. Is there anything that kind of goofed you in terms of like a Mandela effect? Um, no. I don't think I've really had that kind of experience no? before. Okay. What about you? The Berenstein Bear thing got me. But they actually, now it's been proven that they actually did use both spellings. Did they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, then I feel better now. Um, now I actually have a question for you. Yes. So we see Mulder's massive tape collection, right? Yes. Is there anything that you ever taped off of TV? Ooh, gosh. Every episode of Boy Meets World. Really? Constantly. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but my sister, mm-hmm. she got even weirder. <laughs> she taped Quantum Leap. Really? Yes. She's really into Quantum Leap. And what she would do is she had these episodes. She had all the episodes. She And she had the, a DVD set uh-huh. afterwards, too. She would go downstairs and watch these episodes. But she also took, like, a notebook. <laughs> what? I don't know. To this day, she is 25 years old. I've never asked her. What was in her, what was her special <laughs> Quantum Leap notebook? What was in her special quantum leap notebook? I want to know. We could get. We should get it. Get an answer that we can read on the podcast. You think it was? I think. I think it was quotes, maybe. Okay. Or fan fiction. I want to say that ratings. Ratings. You <laughs> think she had a little ratings thing? Maybe. I don't know. To this day, I have no idea. I feel like you're gonna like go through your sister's old stuff one day, and you're gonna find like a giant like murder map of. <laughs> Just like Quantum Leap with all the episode images and then red strings and little pins and like, you know? Maybe. Maybe it was like a secret, like, Easter eggs that they he, she was trying to figure out, like, the timeline. Maybe. Maybe. I'll ask her. Do you want to know what I taped? What did you tape? So I had a sweet little combination TV VCR yeah. in my room. In your room? Yeah, because I, my mom realized that I never got to watch anything I wanted. Yeah, because you had two brothers. Because I had two older brothers yeah. and every Everything I wanted to watch was lame, including yeah. Sailor Moon, but jokes on them because you could basically see boobs in that. <laughs> um, and so I got my own little TV VCR and I started taping things. And this was during the period that I was obsessed with Lord of the Rings. Oh, no, Allison. So I taped basically every interview Sean Astin ever did. And how about Frodo? And some of Frodo, too. You were really into Elijah Wood, weren't you? I was a yeah. big uh, a big woodhead. <laughs> Please don't say that. <laughs> Uh, and then also I taped like a lot of very old SNL episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. When Napster was around, I used to just take off every Conan O'Brien skit. Oh God, yes. From from Nap- from Napster, and I would just download all of them. I was such a massive Conan yeah, fan. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, you have the same style. Yeah, he's basically my real dad. <laughs> okay. But Mulder, he's Mulder. got these. He's got these tapes. He got the tapes, and he can't find the Twilight Zone episode. And he's like, "I remember watching this episode." Mm-hmm. And we get our first offensive, ha ha ha, funny scene. Yep. Which again, not going to yuck any yums. There are people who watch this, namely my partner, uh, <laughs> who laughed very hard when this scene came up. Yeah. Uh, it was 
baby Mulder, mm-hmm. but it was a child with Mulder's head on it. Yeah, with David Duchovny's real-ass head. Real-ass old head on it. <laughs> now, this was supposed to be ha-ha funny. Yeah. I want to I cut this down into small chunks and digest it. Okay. Why? Why is it funny? Well, it's just shocking. I think why it's supposed to be funny is that it's a small, it's a small body, right? <laughs> small body, big head. A small body, big head, okay. but a, a child's body, and then and and then David Duchovny's like reactions, uh, as you are seeing, also a child's body react. So I think that's a juxtaposition that's supposed to be okay. humorous. Is it, it? It was very. It reminded me of like something Austin Powers would have done. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely, shagadelic it's- baby. <laughs> Oh, no. I'm sorry. I opened up that can of worms. (laughs) But, you know, it seemed old-fashioned to me. Like, something that you would do in the 1990s that me, as a 18-year-old, watching the fucking most amazing movie, Austin Powers, I would laugh at. Yeah, yeah. And can I say, for the record, it did not make me horny, baby. No. No, it didn't. Or want me to eat baby back ribs? No. Baby back baby... (laughs) Remember the one that was funny? That commercial? Yeah, I remember that. From Chili's? Yeah, Chili's baby baby back ribs. <laughs> I want my baby back, baby back. Yeah, baby, baby back. back. Yeah. Okay. It seemed outdated. Yes. Now, I think the funniness came from the shock. And yeah, the, the of the humor. like, that's not what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So why didn't we laugh, Allison? Because I found it deeply unsettling. <laughs> that's why I didn't laugh. I I felt felt offended. Yeah. That Darren this was the best Darren Morgan had to offer <laughs> in terms of funniness. I just felt like the whole thing was like really like especially because um from the beginning of the episode, as soon as we start seeing Mulder and everyone, it's like uh, references to previous X-Files episodes are just being pushed on us. Like, yeah. constant, like he immediately answers the phone. He says, you know, or Scully says, Mulder, it's me. And, but like in a really forced take. And so the whole thing, I think, was very... The humor was very forced. It was like, I, I know that this is a funny thing and I want you to laugh at it. That's maybe what I felt. I felt like it was done to be funny, but like, oh, you know what's going to be funny if we do it this way it's kind of like when someone like takes a giant dump and then they want you to come look at it and they want you to be like proud of them but that but that is funny (laughs) yeah that's funny but poop is funny it's like come look at the good job i did i i feel like we're tainting our opinion of what is funny and what is not alice and as comedy experts (laughs) no one ever said we were comedy experts i just i'm trying to digest this of like (laughs) Why is this not working for me? It okay. didn't work for me. Uh, and there's a couple other things that didn't work for me, I guess. Okay. And I think the comparison to Mall Cop, Mall Cop, Paul Blart, part duh. Yeah. Is that much like this X-Files episode, it seems like they do things to be funny. Yeah. But it's not funny and it almost feels like it's like especially in paul blart and then in this episode it feels like there's almost a beat where it's like if they looked at the camera and waited for you to laugh it wouldn't yeah. be out of place yeah the eye waggle yeah just like ooh, <laughs> it's funny it's like darren morgan looking straight at us and wiggling his eyebrows like eh? yeah 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 uh-huh. check out this bowl look what i made yeah maybe that's it 
I'm still trying to parse what's going well, on. Well, that's okay. We got, you know, we got a whole podcast oh, episode. Oh, great. Okay. So, uh, Reggie Fisame yeah. is chased by Weezer, the band Weezer. <laughs> Which I was also obsessed with. Yeah? <laughs> did you tape them, too? Oh, no, but I did own their DVD. Of course you did. And I did have a giant poster and a collage of Rivers Cuomo pictures. Yeah. Because I have a type. Oh, you... <laughs> We get it. <laughs> um, Reggie Fisame, I also, uh, do you have anything, like, what What happens next? Well, I uh, I do have a note about the, my favorite thing about this episode. Yeah. It was the lighting in the garage. That was really cool. I thought it was really cool lighting. Props to the lighting guy. You know what? We spent a lot of time here, so might as well light it right, right? Yeah. Yeah. Light it right. So, um, yeah, I think the next thing that happens is that Scully actually encounters Reggie Fisame after the date that doesn't happen. Yeah, the date that doesn't happen. And he gives her a goopo. I actually, you know what I did like about, I did like that Reggie called her Skulls. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was fun. And Foxy. Didn't he say Foxy? I think that's fun. He was a really good character yeah he, he was, was a, a good cool character and i think there that's the disappointing thing is that i feel like there's so much more fun that could have been had with him other than spending like 40 minutes just talking in a garage about something i don't give a shit about he was funny how he existed was funny and i felt like his character wasn't used to be funny yeah you know what i mean yeah. i don't know and then the whole mental illness thing. That we'll, oh yeah, that, we'll I mean, we'll that. get there. <laughs> but so he gives he he gives her a package of goopo, uh-huh. and he says, and she says that you know I've been looking all over the internet for this because I had this memory of this, but everyone has told me that this doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. They say it's Jello one two three, which I will talk about. Okay, fucking Jello one two three, and uh, so he she he gives her a box, mm-hmm. and she gets really excited. Jello Allison. Yeah. Jello one two three. Jello one two three. Do you have you ever consumed it? No, I've had Jello, Jello Jigglers. Oh. But never Jello one two three. Jello one two three, Allison. So let me break it down for you. Please. Bottom layer. Jello. That's number okay. one. Okay. Number two is like a mousse. Okay. And number three is a cr- like so a So this cream. is a real thing. It's a real thing, dude. And it all came from one box? It came, okay. This is the magic of it. Pour it in. Uh-huh. You just like literally add water. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And it separates into three it's, separate layers. That's madness. And it's different textures. So one is literally like a mousse. How? And one is a little like a, like a whipped cream. I don't know. It's Jello so magic. So it's got like three different kinds of powders, powders. in it, and they rise or lower based yeah. on their density. Yeah, and it never mingles. They're like clear layers. Science has gone too far. Now it was probably, as mentioned in this episode, pretty carcinogenic. <laughs> yeah, and I did. I think my favorite thing that Scully said in this episode was that the lemon lime flavor tasted like leprechaun taint. Yes. Very good. I'm so glad Darren Morgan let Scully say taint. Me too. There's a couple things that I don't want Mulder to say ever again, uh-huh. and I will highlight those as we get to any them. words. Ma- many words. I said and- any words. <laughs> but the fact that you know Scully said taint, just oof. I was a good. Mm. It was a good noise from her mouth. Next time, I want some grundle. Mm. Mm. So Mulder and Scully talk about this mandela effect yeah and they talk about Mulder talks about shazam oh is this is where they are in the basement talking to reggie fils for like 40 minutes probably right? yeah yeah this was this whole part was just a waste of my time and he was explaining how you know people had this idea that sinbad the comedian did a movie about uh being a genie and it was called shazam but in actuality, there was a movie with Shaquille O'Neal as a genie. Called Kazam. Called Kazam. I'm like, oh, 
God, I don't need to hear about this again. I yeah. read, like, what, 20 think pieces on the fucking internet about it? There's BuzzFeed, my friends. Like, we're over it. I wrote down, this is tedious. Kill me. Yeah. <laughs> and Reggie, Reggie Fisame brings up, and he does a flashback to when he was in this popular culture store trying to find a Mr. Wuzzle book. Yeah, which is, like, Dr. Seuss. Which is Dr. Seuss. I think he's referring to the Bernstein Bears. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, a play on the Bernstein, Bernstein Bears. So, like, did the Bernstein Bears have, like, a real steep fee? I think they must have. They and were like, Bernstein? no, you can't. No. You can't use this. You can't use us. This is when Mulder says the first thing I never want him to say uh-huh. is meme. <laughs> yeah, he did say meme. He said meme. Oh, and I boy. don't appreciate it. The other thing that I actually really liked uh-huh. was actually, Allison, did you see the shout out to us in this episode? No, what was it? It was in the popular culture sh- store. Mm-hmm. And there was a poster on the wall of one Mr. Richard Nixon. Yeah, I did see that. And it and and the the poster was you can't lick this dick. Uh huh. Now I think this is Darren Morgan. He's a big hey, big fan of the show. Uh huh. We, we we see eye to eye. We get, eye it, we get it. This was him including the dead presidents motif. I in, think so. Into his episode of the X Files. Mm-hmm. Hey, Darren Morgan, we still think you're a piece of shit, but thanks. And that was that was a real slogan. That was a real slogan. They can't lick our dick. Watch us. <laughs> Is that our 2018 slogan? No, no. I believe me. I'm sticking to my guns on okay, this one. Okay, let's let's digest this. I did a little poll on our Twitter. Yes, you did. And uh, the response, it got two votes. That one was lube your life. And pe- five people voted. Yeah. So thank you all five listeners. And you know what? I'm really into it. What is it? Lube your life. Because I think it's 2018, right? It's It's been a hard couple of years. And I think 2018, whatever you need to do to get by, yeah. you got to do. Let's, just any let's, way you can grease that wheel just a little bit. Just give yourself a little bit extra motivation. Hey, lube your life. Less friction is yeah. what you're saying. You need you need to promise yourself a chocolate bar to get through a task you really don't want to do. Lube your life. Do it. Whatever you whatever it gives you that little extra bit of slide just to get through this year. Just slide right through to 2019. Yeah. Lube, lube your 2018, lube your life, colon, slide right through. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's the year. 2018. Lube your life, colon, slide right through. And I will post the official anthem of this year. What's the official uh, anthem of Which this is year? a mashup of the Mountain Goats this year and Space Jam that I am in love with. <laughs> that will help me slide right through. Yeah. Okay. Anything, whatever you need to help you slide right through, just lube your life. Just do it. Just think, get through. I think we need to, like, have this as a logo or something. Yeah. Okay. 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 I, you know why, Allison? You sold me. I get it. Thank you. It. I'm glad. Okay. I'm okay. glad. Well, let's lube ourselves up and get through this episode. <laughs> Okay, Mulder talks a lot about parallel universes. It's a real sticking point that uh, Reggie Fisame does not believe in. And frankly, I wish this episode happened in a parallel universe so I didn't have to watch it. Yes. He also says, I don't know, there's so many scenes in this parking lot, I can't parse which one is where. Oh, it all blurs together and it's all boring. So Reggie comes out and says that the man who sold him the goopo is dead. Yeah. Because he, he knew the truth. Got impaled by a lawn dart, which is actually a pretty good, gruesome good. visual. Can I make a little little writer's note, though? Yeah. Uh, because Reggie talks about, oh, remember those little watermelons, the gummies that kind of taste like coconut? Uh-huh. He had one in his mouth when he happened upon this body. Uh-huh. I just, the writer's note to me would be, you know what would have been funny? Mm-hmm. He sees the body... And there's a beat, 
and he very slowly just keeps eating that watermelon slice. I think, you know what I think what? also might have worked? Yeah. Just opens his mouth and it just slowly <laughs> falls out. <laughs> just, just tumbles his, to the ground. His tongue just pushes it out of just, his mouth. Bleh. That would have been funny as well. <laughs> See, that is funny to me. I don't know. That kind of physical humor, sight humor gags are very good. But just all the talking about memes and this and that and the other thing. Oh, this is the second thing that Mulder shouldn't say. He said the word nut. <laughs> Get that nut. That is also a, a word that oh, Mulder shouldn't Lord. say. Oh, Lord. Okay. This is when we get to they. Yeah. So, um. Oh, boy. I do want to mention one thing that I enjoyed was that Brian Husky brought out his yearbook. Oh, sorry. Reggie Fisame. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I'm not in this. I've been erased from it. And it just made me think about all the terrible things people write in, in yearbooks, like Lilas and Hags. What's Lilas? Love you like a sister. I remember I got in trouble in my grade seven yearbook. Mm-hmm. One of my friends said... Have fun in the sun, get laid in the shade. <laughs> in grade seven. And I don't think either one of us knew what getting laid was. Yeah. But my parents saw that eh. and were not impressed. Get nasty. I wrote bitchin'. I wrote have a bitchin' summer yeah. in like junior high in the the yearbook of a friend of mine who is very Christian. Oh, no. Uh, and that was not well received. Oh, no. Did you have a talk? Uh, she said, I'm not very pleased that you wrote that. And I said, well, I uh, I still want you to have a bitch in summer, and I don't regret it. You know what? I don't want you to have a bitch in summer anymore. <laughs> there was definitely a year there where bitchin' was my go-to yeah, word bitchin'? for everything. I was like, that's bitchin'. Was I don't that, know what to tell you. Was that when you just started swearing for the first time? <laughs> I, sw- I don't know. I swore a lot, um, both as a child and a teenager, because I have two older brothers. And also, my dad used to swear all the time when trying to fix household things. So I decided, like, hey, if you're going to do it, I get to do it. Like, that's just how it works. I didn't swear very much because my parents didn't swear a lot in front of me. My friends did, but I, I don't know. So now I'm making up for it. Oh, that's perfect. Now I'm just like, fucking this and fucking that. I think I think bitchin' was probably one I learned from my older brother, from whom I also learned the words scrub lord and edge lord and uh, old school. Edge lord is a very important vocabulary to live by. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, this is when we get into Grenada. Grenada? Yeah, Grenada. Grenada. Hello, Mada. <laughs> Hello, Fada. Here I, I am, am at... at- Camp Granada. Anyways. Okay. Can you explain the, what happened? Uh, okay. So Reggie Fusime is saying that in Grenada, um, an alien landed there and was, and Mulder says, but it was dead. And then Reggie Fusime says, no, it was alive. And then he talks about how he was a medical student there and he saw the alien um, and there was a doctor in Grenada named Dr. They, the omnipresent they, which was mm-hmm. almost like a really solidly cool non-binary joke, but yeah, they just was, never really, really got, good. they never got there. Yeah. Uh, for obvious reasons. And, um. Darren Morgan doesn't know that there isn't a binary. <laughs> and also has been previously extremely transphobic. Yeah, so. for sure. Uh, and then Dr. They, like, is trying to, he's talking telepathically to this alien. And I did love that Reggie Fisabe is just his own Brian Husky's age the entire time, which I yeah. did think was a little bit funny. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of what I got out of it. Okay, the big get is that this Dr. They Mm -hmm. has the power to erase people's collective memories. Yes. And he does this... Oh, gosh. Okay. Let me go on this journey. Please. Let me try to to digest this. Take me on a journey. The, The... 
Mendeley. I always say Mendeleev, but that's Mendeley Bay effect. <laughs> that's a fucking chemistry thing. Mandela effect is really people trying to get back these past memories. Yeah, and that the government is taking away our memories so we don't ask questions about different other things. Is that? Uh, I didn't get any of that. Okay, or that. All these conspiracy theories like Bernstein Bears, like Jello One Two Three or Goopo, or like um, Shazam are coming up, so we concentrate on that and not the other stuff. I think that's what Doctor They is trying to say when he actually meets up with Mulder. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Because you know what the the scene with Doctor They, and we'll talk about that, is interesting to me as someone who's really into conspiracy theories. Yeah, for sure. Okay, is this the point where uh, Mulder yells at these two co- these two FBI guys? Because I did laugh that. What two? Oh, no, not yet. Oh, okay. All right, but this is the part where I did laugh. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, we're not. No, no, no. Are no, we? No, 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 no. Where are we? I don't know. This whole thing is a fucking... It's just a big mess, right? Fucking puzzle. Or are we missing something? Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. I wrote, okay, pretty good, though. Yeah, pretty <laughs> So Reggie is trying to prove to Mulder and Scully that he has been part of the X-Files for a very long time. Yes. So what they use is they use old footage of the old episodes and they put Reggie Reggie in there. Yeah. And I liked it. That was pretty good. Because I think, and then, again, this goes back to what I find funny personally and the journey I had to go on this episode of like, why aren't I laughing at that? But why do I find this funny is... I can relate to what Reggie was saying. Yeah, because it's like, if you were in that situation, you'd be, like, pretty much saying the same thing. And it's it's punching up, too. Yeah. Like, it's making fun of the old episodes of The X-Files, which yeah. I personally appreciated. Especially the cat one, where yeah. he's saying there, well, well, this involves cats, I'm out of here, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it was very good. It was it was funny. It was, like, an amusing little pastiche, which, yeah, that actually I did find entertaining. What if the whole episode was like that? Yeah, I'd be super into that. <laughs> I'd be, like, super into that. It reminded me... Oh, gosh. Do you remember when Tobias Funke, a.k.a. David Cross, filmed in front of a green screen his <laughs> actor's yes. thing? And then you could put him places? Yeah. There was one where you put him in, um, what's the one? Go Shorty. It's your birthday. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember 50 that one? Cent. 50 Cent. The 50 Cent video. They put him in there, and it was just very good. Yeah. And I would appreciate if... if I would say two-thirds of this episode was just that. Oh, yeah. Because then it would be that actor, Brian, really being funny. Hamming it up, because that's what he's so great at that. And just having to, oh, God. Because he was he was the only, really, honestly, the only thing that I found funny in this episode. Uh, there really was one on other it. thing at the end I found was funny, it? but okay, we'll get, to, we'll that. get to that. Okay. Okay, so there, he's just explained to Mulder and Scully how he's been with them the entire time, because he actually started the X-Files. And they're like, oh, whoa, 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 what? And they do a double take, and then they spit out the water they're drinking. It's really funny, actually. Was it? No, I made that up. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Uh, and then he says, oh, no, Dr. Day's thugs are coming for me, and these guys chase him out of the garage. Weezer. Weezer. Uh-huh. And then two other FBI agents come and chase Mulder and Scully, and uh, Mulder and Scully hold up their badges and say, FBI, and these two guys also say, FBI. And then uh, they talk about how Mulder, like, used to be cool. Like, he used to be fighting for the, fighting the man, and, like, they can't believe that he's the same guy that, like, 
created the X-Files and stuff because he's old now and he's not with it. And then he's like, do you know who I am? I'm Fox freaking Mulder. And, um... First of all, let Fox say fucking. Yeah, let, let, let Fox Mulder say fuck. Okay, I don't get this. Yeah. Who were those two agents and why were they there? I don't know. But I would watch a whole show about them. I would too. They were very good people. It just, it seemed odd because they were kind of alluding to, well, don't, don't you know what is happening? Now, what's weird is this, this whole episode has a weird edge to it of like dang kids. Did you notice that? Mm, How so? Especially when Dr. They is talking to Mulder. Yeah. There's a whole underlying vibe of like kids today don't understand. Okay. So this is like two punk kids coming up and telling Mulder that like he's not, you know, that he's sold out to the man. Oh, okay. But that doesn't tell me Oh, there's no there. reason for them to be there. Because is the the yeah. episode is kind of alluding to Reggie actually does work for the FBI and it's just weird. Well, he no, not the know. FBI, just a lot of different like uh agencies. Do you want to talk about the agencies? Oh thing? boy, I'm so no, no, not yet. What? I'm lost. Okay, what happens next? Cuz I I I honestly I wrote oh, down I was so it. I was so unimpressed with the series of events yeah. that happened. I just got, I just... The next one is when, uh, so the next thing that happens is that Dr. They contacts Mulder and Mulder mm-hmm. goes to meet him. And this old motherfucker goes on and on and fucking on for a million years about like, oh, Trumpism and fake news and everything's a lie now. And the kids today, they don't understand. And I just, oh, it's not cute, you guys. Like, it's not cute. When doc, What Dr. They is saying is... And I've heard this conspiracy theory before, basically. Yeah. That the government promotes conspiracy theories, so we concentrate on that and not the other stuff that they're doing. Uh-huh. Um, so, for ex- example, God, I wish they would have mentioned uh, Flat Earth. Yeah. God, I want to... Oh, God, that have been so good. So, what he's saying is, you know, we're concentrating on Bernstein Bears and Flat Earth and, and the moon and who killed JFK, but that's not really the issue. Yeah. The other issues are the stuff that they're actually hiding. So the government is dispersing these conspiracy theories to keep us occupied. Yeah. And people are really latching on to them. Which, and in this day and age, like, that's actually a true thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Which sucks. When conspiracy theories are largely uh, an American thing mm-hmm. and largely an older white male thing, because for, in, in terms of history, when something goes wrong, uh, because older white males are kind of on the top of this power pile, they have no one to blame. Yeah. So they decide to make some weird kooky thing to explain why their lives suck. Because they can't, they can't punch up because there's no one up above them. They are the uppest. They are the uppest. So it's a really, there's a couple books I could recommend about it, about how recently this resurgence of conspiracy theories has really taken off in the United States because their lives aren't doing so hot with the economy and that, so they want to point at someone. This is the same reason why people say, hey, the immigrants are making your life shitty, yeah. so let's get rid of them. Yeah, absolutely. And people really latch onto that. It's easy. It's, it's absolutely yeah. easy to come up with a scapegoat. And for, you know, white men, when you have no one to blame, let's make up someone to blame sort of thing. Absolutely. Right? Uh, anyways, I just like this old guy. I'm just pretty, this old guy, I'm pretty, done. pretty over this uh, overall. Oh, by the way, in case you're wondering, this the, the place where they're at, it's a place in Vancouver, mm-hmm. um, off of Davy I think so. Abbott. It's a really cool statue piece. Yeah. Um, you can go visit by yourself, and I would 
say that it, it's been a it's a bright spot in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. People always take pictures there. So um, if you have your pictures in front of it, you should send them to us. Yeah, it's I a really mine. cool uh, piece of art. We yeah. encourage it. Yeah. Okay. Now what happens next? Now we go back to the parking garage. Of course we do. And we find out who Reggie fils really is. Do we? Okay. He's the captain of Nintendo. Not the captain of Nintendo. Really? Well, not this time. Okay. He is Reggie Murgatroyd. Murgatroyd. Uh, Heavens to Murgatroyd. (laughs) And uh, he has actually worked uh, for the government in many capacities. So he originally went to Grenada as a soldier when the U.S. invaded it. Yeah. And uh, then he was shot and in the hospital where he allegedly saw the alien. Okay. And then he's worked at a bunch of different agencies since then. And we have a oh, very funny montage. Yeah, of him waterboarding a dude. Yeah, I love that um, Middle Eastern lives are like a joke to you, Darren Morgan. That's... And the drone The drone bomb. bombing where it's like, <laughs> this is something that happens in the U.S. Yeah, dude. Like, it does. It is and it does. And just that brings me right back to just being like, hey, cool that you get 45 minutes to work out your like your type 45 stand up bit about what it's like to live as a white man in Trump's America. But I'm fucking over it. And like I said, it's not cute. It's not cute. It's, it's not, not funny. cute. It's I'd like I can dissect why I didn't laugh at this. Oh, yeah. Because you're punching down. Because it fucking sucks. Yeah, it really sucks, dude. Okay, what happens next? Oh, and then we find out that um, Reggie fils is actually uh, insane. And a car, an old-timey sanitarium oh, car. Echo 1. Yeah. Ecto 1. Comes to pick him up. And I'm pretty sure that was I borrowed. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was Ecto 1. It was borrowed off of the uh, ec- the uh, local Ghostbuster group. I, th- I think pretty so. Pretty sure. <laughs> so, here's the deal. We're back here again. We're back Hey, friends, we're back again in 2018, making mental illness the joke. The butt of the joke. So saying that this character is so wacky. He's crazy all along. Was was mentally ill all along. And just like, and also all of these throwbacks of like the old sanitarium car and they put him in a straight jacket and these two guys are like, well, time to go back, Reggie. It's just like, fuck me. I'm, ugh. It's. Is dumb. Yeah. Because this is... It's frustrating. This is the same thing with the last episode with the two... The twins. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Making mental illness the butt of a joke. Yeah. What would have been much better is what happens at the end. Do you want to talk about that? Our kind of saving grace? Our friend? The other time you laughed? Oh, yeah, but we're not there yet. Are we not there yet? No, 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 no. Okay, well, what happens in between (laughs) You don't remember the end of this episode at all. No, I don't. Um, Okay, so uh, Mulder and Skelly are like, yeah, that's right, you're crazy, and only we are righteous. Only we have the the right of the X-Files behind us, Uh uh, which is really weird. And then they seem to take pity on this crazed man, and they say, well, Reggie, fils what was the last (laughs) X-File that we did together? Oh, yeah. And he talks about how they're driving up a hill and they meet an alien. In a funny little car and they're dri- and Scully's driving and it's so hilarious. And then they get out of the car and there's a there's a UFO that lands uh-huh. and then it's there's an alien that comes down, takes them forever to get down the little the little movator, and then he walks down the last three steps because that's wacky, and then he walks around to the back of the UFO and he gets on a Segway. And he rides the Segway all the way around to Mulder now, and Scully. Now, this is something I did learn in in clowning and comedy school of the laugh that you get with awkward pauses. Yeah. 
So this happens, people laugh because they feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Correct? Because they are waiting so long for a payoff. Yeah. And you have to milk that they are going to get a payoff. And now, this is like, a, to just to bring up a show that I don't like, but that is a great example of this, is Family Guy. <laughs> Family Guy is a terrible show, but it's this is show. their main brand of humor. Of the awkward, yeah. make you laugh because... Of waiting so Like, you laugh and then you wait so long that you laugh again. You laugh again. Because it's happening more and more. Yeah. They do, I mean, he does... What's his name? Fucking that guy. The guy from the Orville. Oh, yeah. Seth. Seth McFarlane. Seth McFarlane. He understands comedy. That's his bread and butter. That's his bread and butter. This is not how you do it Mm -hmm. because there's no payoff and because he comes out and he just talks for another and then he just talks for a million years and then he says like well aliens don't want to come to earth anymore because you fucked it up and also we're afraid of you and then he there's this weird trump analogy too yeah about like immigration and it's just like okay like he's gonna build a wall he uses lines from trump i get it cool i get it whatever does that mean hey if we watch this in eight years ten years it's gonna age real bad oh it's gonna age fucking terribly it is isn't yeah it? it absolutely will it's not going to be it's in this it, little time capsule again that doesn't make sense it's not going to be cute it isn't that's it, true because people won't really grab on even now the the mandela effect is pretty old yeah right it's not hot anymore but the things that they're talking about here are like very present and you know when we i think Here's the thing, right? There's all of these sort of policies being enacted, and we're not really going to see what the results of those are no. for quite a while. Yeah. And when we do see the results of those policies, it is going to be a hard look. Yep. And in the reflection of that hard look, this episode is not going to be cute. It's not going to be. It's not. It's not going to be on the right side of history. Is the thing that is kind of my feeling. Yeah. It, it would be. You don't see this in the 1990 episodes. No. There. There are very few episodes. Correct me if I'm wrong. That it. it it's in this time capsule. I think just Jose Chung. Maybe Jose Chung. Yeah. There might be other ones. Yeah, that we sure. haven't watched there, yet. There was the one that kind of was like Waco. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Yeah. And those don't, those suffer from being in this time capsule and you can't really connect to because you can't kind of connect with the feeling of the time. And now you have perspective of what has happened 15 years later, mm-hmm. right? So it's not funny. It's not cute. This is going to suffer from the same thing. Mm. And especially like the idea of it, talking about these issues, but making it a comedy take. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah, because it's not going to be funny in five years. No, it's going to be like, yeah, that shit happened and it fucking sucked. And it screwed up a nation. It really, and hey guys, we're going to make a call right now. The nation is going to be screwed. The nation's already being, it is currently in the process of being screwed and has been for some time. Yes. And again, we go back to the Chris Carter thing of, if you don't have anything, any new perspective of how to comment on this, we don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Right? Um, so anyways, Mulder now has the answers to everything. Yeah. And he uh, cries and he falls down on the ground and wails. And then Skelly says she's always been in love with Reggie fils which frankly is how I feel. Yep. I like how you draw the Wario. Please, sir. Reggie. Come draw a Wario for me. God, draw Reggie. Draw me like one of your French Warios. Reggie Fisame, if you're listening, can you just make another WarioWare, please? Please. 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 Okay, that's it. (laughs) That's my bit. 
Um, yeah, so, I just feel like this whole scene wasted my time. Now, uh, Mulder yeah. falling to the ground. Yeah. And having his little bit. That's supposed, again, supposed That's to be That's supposed funny, to be quite humorous. But I don't find it funny. No, I don't either. Because it's not based in reality and something I can connect to. I We had this conversation in the car. One of the highlights of my X-Files humor is David Duchovny eating a floppy piece of pizza on a vibrating Yeah, bike. which That's is very, very funny. funny. It's very funny sight humor, so I know the X-Files can do it. Just this is not very well, good. Well, we know Glenn can do it. Oh, damn. Yes, we do. Glenn Morgan. Glenn Morgan? We, we know you can do it. Okay, can you give your brother some tips, though? <laughs> some hot tips. Uh, okay, so we go back to the parking garage, and this is kind of our last little scene. Thank God. Uh, they drive uh, Reggie away, and Skinner comes out of the garage, and oh, God, he's a tall drink of fucking water, I tell you what. And he just says, hey, where the, where the fuck are they taking Reggie? And I did laugh at that. I did laugh at that, but does that mean... I'm not laughing at Darren Morgan, though. I'm laughing at Mitch, because <laughs> Mitch delivered that line perfectly. He did very good. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. Does that mean Reggie was telling the truth, or like... Okay, but here's here's the counter thing. Does it fucking matter? I'm just very confused. No, nothing... Hey, nothing in this episode mattered, for sure. But I'm just very confused about what that was supposed to mean. I don't know. Here's the thing. Darren Morgan said like he really appreciates about this show that he gets to write episodes that kind of exist in their own world and that have his voice but that's something about the show that i don't appreciate no because remember the jizz virus the jizz virus and also william is happening and also it, then it gives me episodes where i think what if this was a show what if i had a hundred plus episodes of this specific show and i like it better than the actual show that they've created oh reggie yeah if reggie was involved i or would like it much even better. just like if the whole thing had the vibe of this yeah, if that's what I was expecting, yes, I would. I get it. I get it. I get it. Oh, now, do we like this better than the season ten Darren Morgan episode? Yes. Oh God, just Correct. on the just on the nature of it not being as incredibly fucking transphobic. Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. Or like kooky and sexy, weird, sexy man thing. Weird, sexy man thing. Yeah. But as you can hear from our voices, we're kind of just super tired of Darren Morgan turning it up to 11 and saying, hey, look how kooky I am. I'm such a naughty little boy with all my jokes. And especially in a 10 episode spread. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think the next episode, you're going to go back to serious shit. Yeah. Right? I mean, I this know. could be the last episode of the X-Files Darren Morgan ever writes. And is he going to be happy with that? When he looks back, is he going to feel... In 10 years, he's going to be like, what the fuck? Is he going to feel good about that in 10 years? I don't know. I don't know. Here's the thing. I also thought that I laughed more at Glenn Morgan's episode than I did at Darren Morgan's episode. And Darren Morgan's episode was sought out to be funny. But I found Glenn Morgan's slice of life where you had a real relationship between Scully and Mulder and their humor in their lives that is parallel to my humor in my life. I found that way more enjoyable. There was something so much more natural about, like, a guy hitting on Scully and, and, and Mulder, you know, like, making a little gagging motion than yes. there was him falling down and crying because he has all the answers, all the questions in the universe. Yes. One felt very animated and childish. And one felt, like, genuine. Mm. So let's, um, let's rate this fucker. Let's rate this fucker. I rate on a spooky scale. One is I am going to have a great nap. Five is I will never sleep again. I give this a point. Zero three four. Okay, because I yeah. didn't really, I didn't think about it a lot. I rate on a rage scale it goes from one, which means this is a great, wonderful, brilliant episode, to uh, my struggle three to date the worst episode we've yep. ever watched. I'm gonna give this a seven. It's not worth getting angry at. No, 
And it's funny because we had another episode by a brother, a Morgan brother, and that was a three. Yeah, it sure was. So, again, guys, if you laughed at this, we're not saying... No, that's chill. You're dumber than us. No, 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 no. This is your cup of tea, then this is your cup of tea. We're not going to take that tea away from you. We're just... I'm trying to digest, why aren't I finding it funny? Yeah. It's clearly meant to be humorous. Why am I not laughing? I mean, I don't laugh at Family Guy, right? I laughed at Family Guy a while, like probably 10 years ago. Yeah, when I was in like junior high. Where I understood that humor and I was really highly ingrained in that humor. And now my humor is David Duchovny eating a floppy pizza on the bed, right? Yeah. Like that's my, that's where I am at right now. Um, I also don't think that Darren Morgan did a great job of having an episode that's going to stand the test of time. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Okay. Allison? Yeah. Let's do a personal X-File. Okay. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Because we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. So this is from our hometown X-Files contest that we did uh, for our season 11 premiere event. This personal X-File comes to us from Hope Milligan from Fernie, B.C., which is where this X-File is located. Hope says, when I was... Can you start that over again and we shouldn't say their last name? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Thank you. Um, This is uh, from our hometown X-Files contest that we did for the season 11 premiere. And uh, this personal X-File comes to us from Hope from Fernie, B.C. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it goes like this. When I was very young, my family and I lived in a very old house. (gasps) It was big with dark corners and many mysteries. Many mysteries. I love it. I was told by my mother that one night when I was sleeping with her in her bed, I murmured, Mommy, who's that man standing there? This is why you don't like kids in your bed, friends. (laughs) (laughs) My mother turned on the light with haste to find no one there. A few moments later, after we had settled and she turned out the lights, I calmly asked, Mommy, who's that man standing there with no feet? What? (laughs) Again, she quickly turns on the light to find nothing. We slept with the light on for the rest of the night. I never saw him again. So she did see something? She saw something. With no feet. With no feet. He'd be kind of wobbly, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Or just a ghost. He's all floaty. Just he's probably floaty. Ooh. Thank you, Hope, for that wonderful and spooky Ooh. personal X-Files. I got them chills. <laughs> they multiplying, girl. <laughs> right? Yeah. Thank you, Hope. That's awesome. That Ooh. is awesome. Spooky. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Let us handle these predictions. Okay. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Allison. Yes. We are tied 4-4. Yes. Who predicted last time? I predicted. Now, you said there was going to be a Bigfoot. Okay, I asked one. Allison. No, I can't give you. No, 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 no. I'm not asking for it. I'm saying, one, I predicted there was going to be a Bigfoot. Two, I predicted someone would do literally any exercise. (laughs) And you spent 40 minutes in a parking garage talking about bullshit. So, no, I get no points. Yes, you did. I forgot about that. That was very good. So ridiculous. (laughs) 
I'm sorry. So we are tied at 4-4. Uh, it is my turn to predict, Yes, correct? it is. You're going to bring down the thing. Going to bring down the house. Bring the noise, bring the funk. Bring the noise, bring the funk. Okay, Courtney. Yeah. Season 5. Nope. Nope. <laughs> season 11. Episode 5. Ghoulie. G-H-O-U-L-I. Ghoulie. I'm going to stick with my guns because I think I made this joke like way, way, way a long time ago. Mm-hmm. This is about a public television Elvira Svengooly type character. Okay. They are going to rip off Svengooly. Okay. And it is a man who does public television late night horror movies, like horror B movies, uh-huh. right? Okay. He is he is having some issues with his cameraman. Okay. Whose name is William. Oh God. Oh, brother. This is gonna be this is gonna be William episode. Oh no. His cameraman, William, is I'm gonna say that we do not see a lot of Mulder and Scully. Okay. Maybe we say maybe they're maybe they're the actual B plot. This is gonna be a William story. Okay. And William works at public television <laughs> and he is a, the cameraman. Okay. And he is getting those weird seizure flashes as well. Oh fun. And Sven Gooley, mm-hmm. the Gooley, is has to help him through it okay and uh in order to help him through it they make a monster movie out of william's like weird predictions okay so half point if it's william centric if it's william centric yes what's your other half point half point if we if there's a elvira svenguli type character okay cool i'm into it okay uh, thanks for joining us, guys. If you want to find us online, you can check us out at doublexfiles.com. And we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at doublexfiles. That's double spelt out, D-O-U-B-L-E. And we're also on Tumblr at fuck yeah, double X files. And if you want to write us a review, you can do so on iTunes, Stitcher, or any of your favorite places to listen to podcasts. Or Facebook. Or you can write us a review on Facebook. And we just recently got a fucking amazing Facebook review. Yeah. Um, it was Mindy, right? Mandy. Mandy. So Mandy, Mandy wrote us a five-star review that said, I've learned more about sex listening to this podcast than I have in my 28 years of existence. You're welcome, Mandy. Mandy, live your life. Mandy, slide right through. <laughs> We love you, Mandy. Yeah, the, it, it honestly helps us. If you're one of the people, I've I've noticed in the stats, Allison, mm-hmm. that a lot of people are going back and listening to our old stuff. Number one, I, I apologize <laughs> for that. Number two, if you're really into it, leave us a review on especially iTunes, and that helps us kind of bump up the ranks. Yeah, it and, helps us uh, get out to more people so and, we have more people to talk to us about. And pump up the volume. It also helps us pump out the volume. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm ready to leave now. Okay, thank you for listening, Space Cadets. We love you very much. Yes. Until next time, the The truth truth is out there. Does that mean we never have to watch another Darren Morgan episode again? Oh, I hope. No, because we're just in season five. Damn it. God fucking damn it.